Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. Welcome to Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rosita and Robert. I'm Rosita and I am your host, and I'm going to be joined here by my co-host, Steve Pop Deal, in about 30 seconds because I was running late this morning and I literally just flew into the studio, literally flew in and got the board up and running. And when I finally logged into the board, it said, your show will begin in five seconds, three, two. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm starting without Bob. <laughs> so let's give people Bob uh, a, uh, a ring here and get him caught, uh, caught up here on the floor. Let's connect him to the board here, assuming that I can dial out here. Okay, here we go. So, yay. <laughs> And we're ringing. I think the phone is ringing. Call failed or was not answered. That was kind of weird. Let's try that again. Uh, Okay. And dial. And we're dialing. Don't know why. There we go. Hey, ringing. It's ringing. Hello there. Hello there. I had to start without you. Because <laughs> God, you sound like my wife. I, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. God. What? Uh, I don't believe I... Oh, man. So, yeah, I like I flew in and I started the computer. Right. And then it, and then it had to go through its whole thing and blah, blah, blah. And then when I finally um, got Skype to connect with the board, I called in and I thought I had like five minutes. Right. And I thought, oh, OK, well, two minutes. And then I, I, I got connected to the board and it said the show will begin in five seconds. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Gotta start without Bob. <laughs> I know. Oh, so we we got to talk about a couple things this week. We got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, one, my daughter made her decision to the college. She's going to UCLA. UCLA, woo! That's like that's and that's like how close is that to you? Uh, see, in LA, like Seattle, we don't discuss things in miles. We give them a time frame because that's how we are. Because the traffic just sucks, right? So, in essence, it's about a 30-minute drive. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. It's better than... Yay, yay, right on. You know, it's, it's better than San Diego. Uh, yeah. Better than Washington, D.C., better than Washington State. She's going to be close. Plus, UCLA is ranked in public colleges. They're ranked one, between one and three in the nation all the time. Oh, very cool. 
and she made her decision over lunch, and it was funny. I was driving Lyft the other night, and I ran into a few kids, and one of the kids was one of the, was the kid that convinced her to go to UCLA because he he's going there now. Oh wow! So it was really oh. cool because every time I got a UCLA student in my car, I grilled them. Oh, <laughs> I grilled them like you wouldn't believe. What's the partying like over there? There better not be partying. Is that, is that how that works? Oh, no, that is a party school. That concerns me, but I trust her. Now, speaking yeah. of trusting her, I any did something I didn't think I'd... Any school is a party school. Any school is a party school. Yes, any Unless school. Unless you go but to, like, now, BYU or something. Right, exactly, right? Uh, right. No, uh, speaking of trusting, I, 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 I bit the bullet today. She needed to go somewhere, and I'm going, and everybody knows... While I was on the air in December, she crashed the car. Right. So, so I said to her, I, I looked her in the eye and said, you crash it, you scratch it, you dent it, don't even stop to pick up your clothes. And she went out and everything was beautiful and fine. Yeah, well, what, I mean, okay, I, I got to play devil's advocate here. What if somebody else crashed into her? What, are you still going to Oh, the, fir- the first time it? somebody... Had- Oh, I'm going to plant my foot so far up her ass will be tasting my shoelaces. Even if somebody else crashed into her? Yep. And I'm looking for, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get the reason. <laughs> I, know, I, I hear the, because I'm a, I'm a father. Because I'm a father. And the thing is, and I was, and I was, the only reason I was so upset the first time is because it could affect our income as a family. That's why I was glad she wasn't hurt. I was upset the guy, but all of a sudden, now this is going to affect our income. Right, right. But you know, while I'm waiting to get it fixed her, and so forth. To punish her for the stupidity of somebody else, I don't get that part of being a parent. You see what I'm saying? I, I know, and until you are, you never will. <laughs> you know, yeah. parent, when a parent acts stupid, he punishes the child. Right. No rhyme, no reason. The parent can be completely wrong overreacted, punishes the child, and will not back off because then they'll look more stupid. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's like, you know, and that's something I'm just not going to understand about parenthood. It's kind of like you mess up and you blame it on the kid. That's pretty much where it comes down to. Yes, absolutely. It's like a marriage. Absolutely. My I screw up. I blame it on my wife. It's like, makes no sense. Yeah, okay. That's right. Okay, now, let's talk about something from last night. Okay. I took crap from you. I took crap from you years ago because I did not punctuate a text at the Masters Hall of Fame. You gave me crap. Now, let's talk about texting the wrong person, Rusty. (laughs) Okay. Let's do this. So, yesterday, for people out there that don't have an iPhone, I know it's rare, but there are some of us that still do Android because it's more convenient. Uh, But anyway, uh, (laughs) but there's some of us that still do Android. And the way that my particular Android is set up is that over everything that I'm doing, I could be like on the internet or something. Okay. I'll have a pop over everything and will give me a text of people. Right. So, I mean, pretty simple. And then you can just go into that quick window and you can text. So, that's what goes on on my particular phone. That's how I have it set up. Well, anyway, one of my friends texted me, a woman, and she, and she writes, oh, my God, I'm raging hormonal. So 
that means, okay, you know, probably on the cycle, probably grumpy as all get out and probably pissed off at nothing. So I wrote back, what did I say? I, I wrote, did something happen or is it just the hormones? But what I had done instead was I put the reply in a pop-up window from Robert's previous text. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he writes back, what? <laughs> and but in the and then he says, well, maybe it's just menopause. <laughs> and I wrote back, oh geez, you're not Jade, f bomb. <laughs> I and I thought I had done something wrong. You had me freaked out. I said, yeah, here it is. It said, something set you off today or just a few hormones? And he goes, what? <laughs> Maybe it's just a menopause. <laughs> that was to try to cover my, my butt in case I said something. Yeah. And I said, geez, you're not Jade. F-bomb. Jade. My friend Jade. I thought I was writing her. Well, now you know she's being hormonal. Bah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> I felt <I'm> like... <laughs> I thought about screenshotting this and putting this under, you know, random text mistakes, um, you know, because we do that a lot. So we're going to have to. Put yes, we text. do. Yes. Or we go to a, ta- or we go to a Taco Bell Taco and get accused of being old. Oh <laughs> okay. So I'm getting, <laughs> this was so funny. So I go, um, get out of, choreography yesterday because you know we were getting together choreography for a um, a short film uh stunt that uh, i'm gonna be doing and uh we're tired we're hungry and and i'm like okay well everyone decided they want to go somewhere else and i'm like i'm just gonna go home i'm gonna go you know hit taco bell or something so i go hit taco time and i forgot what i ordered i ordered a casita burrito and avocados or something like that and I got the receipt, and then I get my drink, and I sit down, and in the middle of the receipt, it says, like, casita burrito, guacamole, and then uh, S-E-N-R-D-I-D-S-C, senior discount, and then minus 70 cents. I went, what? <laughs> so I immediately put that up on Facebook and said, What? <laughs> pretty hilarious so if you want to check out some of the funny comments that some that some people put up on there just hit up my profile and you'll see a picture of a receipt and there's some pretty funny comments that people have put on there so anyway oh yeah now now i have one more before we start the show and i told you the story uh thursday or so i get a call i'm driving the lift because i'm really i'm right in between jobs gonna start a new job tomorrow so this a uh, girl calls me to like a block from my house. She's borderline a little person, really cute, but she's about four or six. Mm. And she's angry at the world. I mean, what made her really unattractive was she was dropping the F-bomb on every other word. Oh, and yeah. so she gets to the car, and, and she's just mad, just mad at the world. She says, I need to go to Paramount. I'm late. So I'm dry, I'm gonna, I've got to get her to Paramount Studios, and it's about 10.20 at the time, to put it into perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, her paperwork said, call time, 10 o'clock, Paramount Studios, stage 9, 
phone number. She thought that she had to call that number at 10 o'clock. So she called that number, and they're like, where are you? Hold on. <laughs> Let me guess. Is this like a first-time actress or something? Is no, a- and that's what made it so funny is because <laughs> she's been on sets before. She's a stand-up comedian. Oh. So she knows what a call time is. That's what made it so funny. Now, I- she did give them as ID her passport, so she hasn't been in the States that long. Right? But oh. she said, they told me I had to eat first. If there's no food there, I'm going to bitch. I'm, I'm thinking, I didn't say anything because she's already mad, but it's like, you're right. never going to work for that production company ever again. Ever again. If you go in and start complaining. Yeah, exactly. You can't, like, you know. <laughs> Make demands, please. Yeah, that's why I was wondering, you know, if she was, if she was a, uh, uh, a new person to the industry or something because okay everybody knows in the industry that call time does not mean does not mean call them on the phone i mean what what the hell really (laughs) and she tried to justify it by them not being clear even the people out of the industry that have told this story to what you've got to be kidding me really yeah she's an idiot yeah yeah and then she gets mad at the production company she's an idiot (laughs) yeah it's you know, okay, so anybody out there that wants to be an actor or an actress or whatever, you know, I mean, yeah, you got to go through the hard work of going through the classes and auditioning and stuff like that. But you know what? If you make it through auditions and you get selected, come on, folks, you know, you, 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 know, you have to, you know, especially if you're new, you got to play by the rules here. Call time is call time. You know, be freaking like 30 minutes, 45 minutes early if you have to. You know, know your lines. Don't make demands. And don't start saying, well, you know, I didn't eat yet. So we're going to halt production until we're going to halt shooting until I eat. Hello. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. that. Don't do that. Unless you want to see the door real quick. Anyhow. <laughs> Anyhow, anyhow, <laughs> that's okay. Funny. Well, I'm I'm excited. Our guest is uh, Silky Greg Wooldridge this week, and he'll be calling in in about 15 minutes. And I know he's been on the show probably more than anybody, but he always has something to say. Yep, 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 yep. And since we're running a little bit late, he's probably going to have to wait about another 10 minutes. Do you think you should text him and say, "Hey, we're running late"? <laughs> or we'll yeah, I think that's well. That that's that's a good idea, actually. Uh, I will text him and tell him uh, to call in at one forty his time. Yep, one forty, and even then it'll probably be like five minutes or so uh, because of break and oh, stuff you, like that. You you know how he is, so let's make it one forty. <laughs> right. Well, you, you know, but the thing is, is that, okay, I, I, I got to put this out to, to everyone out there, okay, so, you know, cause considering that we're, like, talking about actors and, and stuff like that. Radio never goes on time. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Well, no, unless it's a news radio thing, but that's not what we are. Um, you know, so, you know, if you're, for future guests out there, if you call in, you know, please hold, because otherwise, even if you were, 
you know, um, on the air with us, you'd be hearing the same stuff. So there you go. <laughs> exactly. Right. There you go. That's, uh, that's, that's something I always had to tell every guest. It's like, you know, if you call in, you know, if we're in the middle of a segment, I, I can't halt everything. Um, I mean, I could, but then it would make the flow go kind of weird or whatever and stuff like that. So, but anyway, I just got let all our guests. Very cool. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and text them. Let's get moving. So who do we have for birthdays? Birthdays today. We have Sensei Daniel J. Bainai. His birthday is on 411. Natalia Oksana Yarayev. Her birthday is on the 14th. And Hall of Fame recipient uh, of last year, Pam Saldoff. Her birthday is also on the 14th. And who do you have other than the Very, first one? Other than the first one. Well, I'm going to start anyway. The 14th ah. is Sifu Bob's birthday. Yay. So that's on the 14th. And also on the 14th, uh, a one Hopkins Kendo Kajikembo brother, Shannon Spahan. Um, his birthday is also on the 14th with Sifu Bob. Um, a Tai Chi student of mine, Susan Rhodes. Her birthday is on the 12th. So I I uh, forgot that. Who is that? That name sounds familiar. Who is that? She's, she's one of my students. I don't think you've ever met her. But I don't uh, think so. But the name just sounds really familiar. That, I don't know. Maybe she's maybe it's because she like comments a lot on a lot of my stuff. I don't know. That could be. That could be. Maybe. Yeah. And Adolfo uh, Paris brother Tom Weismuller. His birthday is on the fifteenth. So for everybody having a birthday the week of April 10th through the 16th, happy birthday, and here's a little tune for you. I want to want to wish you a happy birthday. I want to want to help you celebrate. I want to want to wish you lots of presents. I want to want to Party in the island way You'll be jamming all night Till the light of day Your birthday birthday is your day to shine Another year and you'll be looking fine So have a no worries Don't you hesitate It's time to party party Time to celebrate yeah. Alright, happy birthday everybody Hey Bob, did you get the, did you get my little e card? I did. That was so cool. Yes. Isn't that isn't that, that was the so cool thing? I wanted to like upload the audio of it um, here on the uh, on the studio, but I was like, I forgot how I pulled the audio off of a video, and so yeah, I didn't do it. But yay! Happy birthday on what is that Thursday? Thursday. I had to do yes. the math. Yeah. Yay! You have anything planned? Like big dinner somewhere? Uh, no, I think uh, I think maybe we do the Benny Hanna thing again. Uh, oh, very cool. <clears throat> Sounds so like that'll be really cool, and that's about it. Very cool. Yay. All right. Well, i got to pull my notes up here. Uh, uh, it's announcements. It's so announcements announce- time. Let's it's go into announcements. The so line ninth is Dragon Fest 2016 with many special guests, uh, Danny Trejo, uh, uh, oh, there's so many I can't even think of them. Don, Don Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, uh, Doug Wong, Carrie Wong, Carl Totten, Benny the Jet, uh, 
uh, Sasha Mitchell. There are soon so many guests, and it's going to be July 9th at the Airtel Motel in Van Nuys on uh, Sherman Way, right at the Van Nuys Airport. Bigger venue, right more on. booths. Everybody's welcome. Uh, $20 pre-sale, 25 at the store. Right on. See, and that's a... And that's a that's a that's a great price to come in and spend the whole day with martial arts industry people and martial arts celebrities and vendors and stuff like that. Um, God, I think it was at the first Dragon Fest. I got my I bought a training knife, and it is my favorite knife. Every time we do knife training, which is like every other day, I pull that little red knife, because it's just the coolest thing ever it feels great it's the right size it's not like huge you know like most like filipino training knives that are like a small sword <laughs> you know? right and right like, yeah hey, there's no no way i'm gonna be able to put this in my pocket it's you know it wasn't it wasn't like you know the realistic pocket size you know and i'm like i love this so yeah you know you can get all sorts of great weapons over there um july 9th and uh just want to remind all our Listeners out there that we have added a new member to the Dynamic Dojo family, Kathy Long, the incredible queen of mean, has joined the Dynamic Dojo team, and she is a quarterly guest co-host here on the show, and she is going to have a booth right next to us so she can represent herself and uh, help us at the Dynamic Dojo booth to do uh, live interviews and stuff like that. It'll be, it'll be pretty cool. All right, so I've got another announcement. Until it happens, it is the Tri-Alliance Gathering 2016 Women's Martial Artists Training Camp. And what I mean by Tri-Alliance is that the three big women's martial arts organizations, the Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists, the uh, National Women's Martial Arts Federation, and the Association of Women's Martial Arts Instructors are coming together for a big, huge training camp that encompasses the East Coast, Midwest, and the West Coast, July 20th through the 24th at North Central College in Naperville, Illinois. This is the first time the, uh, the three organizations have gotten together in concert to throw a big camp ever since, like, the 1970s where everything, like, got founded and stuff like that. This is history in the making. Now, a deposit of $100 guarantees your spot at the gathering with the balance being due. I forget when the uh, balance due date is, but <clears throat> pre-register now. And uh, when you register, you'll also be getting email updates of all of the developments of the of the camp as they happen. And um, being one of the people that helped pick this particular uh, venue, um, just, uh, I didn't, I didn't go to Illinois to look at it, but just from what I've seen and from what, what I've heard, it is an amazing place. July 20th through the 24th, North Central College, Naperville, Illinois. You can go to any one of the three websites, but I only know of mine, the one that I'm in, that's uh, pama.org, P-A-W-M-A dot org. Check it out. The homepage there has all the information. If you are a woman that is interested in martial arts, whether you're a beginner in the martial arts or a longtime practitioner, do consider going. So that's about as central as we could get, I guess, Illinois. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, right on. 
Okay, well, you know what? I think it's time for Rusty and Bob's Random Thoughts. Ooh, random Thoughts from Left Field. <laughs> this is the segment. This is a lie. This is the segment where me and Bob just put out the funky, weird thoughts that just come popping into our heads. And uh, you know what I read somewhere though, Bob? I read that like uh. weird, that weird, funky thoughts like this come up out of nowhere um, are a sign of anxiety. That you know, I read the same thing yesterday. Yeah. So we're ev- we're very anxious people. We're we're anxious, or but I think I think it's more along the lines of weird, like disturbing, crazy thoughts, crazy thoughts, that kind of thing. But crazy. So that, that, that's sometimes. You. I'm anxiety ridden. Yeah, so that's me. I'd be crazy. So, okay. So, what are some of your weird thoughts there, bud? Well, you know how I think. The first one is can good looking Eskimo girls, Eskimo girls be called hot? <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> Why is an elevator still called an elevator? When it's going down, <clears throat> a downator. <laughs> yeah. Why a is an electrical deal. outlet called an outlet when you plug things into it? Shouldn't it be called an inlet? <laughs> now here is my last one. If love is blind, how can we believe in love at first sight? <laughs> you know. I, I always wondered about that too. Some of the expressions that we have in the English language just kind of weird. <laughs> All right. That's right. No, I got one for you. I I, I got one okay. because you're in the midst of this. Okay. How come the words caregiver and caretaker mean the same thing? Yeah, yeah. You know why is it that? And why is it that caregiver only applies to like? Um, oh, I don't know, like sentient things, you know, like people and animals. And then caretaker is a caregiver for some inanimate thing like, like land or a hotel or a ranch or, you know what I mean? I don't right. know. I mean, what care are you taking out of that property? I don't, I don't know. So, because aren't you taking care of people and animals also they have weird thoughts that is yeah all right i've got a couple yeah because i i went to mcdonald's to get a to 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 get a cheeseburger and you know those you know those packets and and sometimes even the bottles of heinz ketchup that say fancy ketchup oh yeah you've seen those right well if it's fancy what i want to know is what the heck is normal ketchup? That's what I want to know. Now, right. because, because I had to satisfy my curiosity, because I, I thought this was just like the weirdest thing ever. I, while I was at McDonald's, I actually looked up, why is fancy ketchup called fancy ketchup? Well, let's take a look at the ingredient list here. Here's fancy ketchup from McDonald's. It has tomato concentrate from red ripe tomatoes, distilled vinegar, High fructose corn syrup, corn syrup, water, salt, natural flavors. Okay, now here's Heinz. Tomato concentrate from red ripe tomatoes, distilled vinegar, high fructose corn syrup, corn syrup, 
spices, onion powder, natural flavoring. Okay, so almost exactly like McDonald's. Now here's Hunt's ketchup. Tomato concentrate from vine-ripened tomatoes, high fructose corn syrup, distilled vinegar, corn syrup, salt, less than 2% of onion powder, garlic powder, natural flavors. Okay, so pretty much all of the ingredients are the same. And they're all fancy. There's nothing special on this ingredient list. But according to Heinz, this is what I found out because I was so curious. Fancy is simply a USDA designation that producers are allowed to use for marketing if the product meets the standards of U.S. grade A, U.S. fancy tomato ketchup, which possesses a better color, consistency, and flavor, and has fewer specks and particles and less separation of the liquid solid contents than U.S. grade B, U.S. extra standard ketchup, and U.S. grade C, U.S. standard ketchup. So, if anything, if anything separates, has crappy color, and the consistency is wonky from bottle to bottle, it's just regular ketchup. So, there you go. That's the difference. All right. And last one, grape soda. I had a grape soda the other day. Every now and again, I like grape soda. And I thought, now, why the hell is it called grape flavor? Don't even taste like this. Have you ever had a grape that tasted like grape soda? (laughs) You know, no, grapes don't taste like that. I want to know who came up with the first grape flavor. Makes no sense. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) makes no sense. All right, and that was Rusty and Bob's Random Thoughts from Left Field. Right, uh, we're moving on up. And uh, did you text okay, Greg, to let him know that yes. we're running a little late? He said, okay. He said okay, yes. Okay, very cool. All right, well, let's get into health news. All right. So we know about all the benefits of meditation. However, a lot of times we we kind of look at meditation as being something that's only beneficial to us adults because you know we have stressful jobs we got lots of responsibilities and you know we think that we have all the excuses in the world to be able to deserve all sorts of um, stress relievers however let's not forget about the kids either now i want to play a little news clip here that that aired um a few weeks ago on the today show um and it, con- it concerns Uh, teaching kids meditation, especially in the inner city, because the kids in those areas of the United States do hold on to a lot of stress. And that kind of stress can turn into PTSD, you know, seeing violence and, you know, being, you know, dealing with gang members and crime and stuff like that. So here is this story about meditation for kids for inner city youth. Filling her lungs with air, nine-year-old Kanaya Mitchell leads her after-school class in breathing exercises. She says deep breaths help to calm her down. It helps me from fighting, getting in trouble, and cursing. And 10-year-old Makai Winkler says yoga and mindfulness exercises help him deal with conflict. They like you was in class after school and somebody was like bullying or something, and you real angry, and if you do yoga, it cool you down. Students do moves like the downward dog to relax their minds and stretch their muscles after a long, hard day at school. 
Co-founder Andres Gonzalez says these techniques help children to control their emotions. It's so often that as you start teaching the techniques and you start getting to experience those things, that they correct themselves before we do. 24-year-old volunteer Jerron Wallace participated in the program in fifth grade. He says access to these peaceful practices made him realize you can really just control yourself and try to make sure that you're the best person that you can possibly be. The co-founders say they've seen firsthand how these practices make a difference. Because if everybody kind of taps into that inner peace, it'll change, you know, first the individual and then it'll change how you see other individuals and change the interactions that people are having. Quieting the mind through meditation, Smith tells the children to think positive thoughts. So with every breath, send love to any of those people that make you angry or stress you out. As the children wrap up their meditation, the benefits are apparent. Yoga makes me feel happy. I like yoga because it helps you with your mind. Yoga makes me feel perfect. In Baltimore, I'm Valor Young, CNS TV. I guess it would help if I turned my mic on. <laughs> yeah. Right on. You know, uh, when I saw this story the other day, I thought, you know, I, I really want to, uh, I really want to address this because, you know, a lot of people, at least the people that I've talked to, they, a lot of people think that it's impossible to teach kids meditation or yoga, or impossible to teach kids tai chi. And you know, I, I, I have to say that when people think that they're they're really not giving kids enough credit for being able to, you know, be capable of doing stuff like that. Um, you know, I've I've taught kids Tai Chi and they'll they'll they can do it as long as you approach it a little differently with them and stuff. But man, I mean, can you imagine the stress that kids go through living in the inner city, dealing with gang violence or probably even even seeing their friends, you know, get killed in a drive-by or, you know, their friends joining gangs and stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta be stressful for them knowing that there could be an easy way, you know, to make a living and the hard way to the hard way, but the honest way to make a living and having to make all those choices and stuff. I mean, I, I'm right. glad for these people that, that teach them meditation and, and, and an outlet for them to, uh, to uh, kind of, put their energy somewhere else so right on all right well with that said i think it's time for the weird, weird news. news what do we got for weird news there bob it is and this comes from your neck of the woods authorities it say does. a jail inmate is back in custody after he's bolted from law enforcement in downtown seattle and then yep. impaled his thigh on a fence while running away. <laughs> King County yep. Sheriff's spokesman Cindy West says detectives checked the man out of jail Friday to do an interview with them in a county administration building. Afterwards, the man who was wearing belt... Oh, my God, are you kidding me? He was yep. wearing belly jeans. Yes, took off was. running. Detectives say they instantly <laughs> lost track of him but then heard someone yelling for help. West says <laughs> soon after they found the man with his thigh impaled on a fence. West says the inmate was taken to a local hospital for treatment and then will return to jail. This suspect is in custody on a, Se on a Seattle police case 
and is also a suspect in a carjacking in the city of C of SeaTac. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What an idiot. That's all I got to say. I'm, I mean, how fast can you run with belly chains? I'm sorry. Right. And how quiet can you run with belly chains? Yeah. And well, no wonder he got impaled on a fence. Now, I'm not laughing at the fact that he could have died and bled out in four minutes. You know, if you, if you, if you puncture a femoral artery, I'm not laughing at that. What I'm laughing, though, is, dude, what makes you think you can climb a fence? While you're wearing belly chains, I'm sorry, it's it's just not gonna work. But I guess if you're, you know, desperate, then then you'll do it. But man, I mean, what is it about like the carjackings? Okay, so like the other day also, and this I don't I don't know if this made national news, but um, some some 16 year old kid carjacked a family's car, um, out in West Seattle, out here in my neck of the woods. And um, while trying to elude police, ran head on into another car, and both drivers died. Uh, needlessly. Oh, needlessly. Right? 16 years old. Just, just decided to jack a car and then basically kill himself and an innocent person. And and just all sorts of stuff happening here in the in the great Northwest. You know, two crazy people escaped from Western Western State Hospital, you know, it's a psychiatric hospital. It's like, what? I think they captured them, though. But, you know, I'm like, what's going on over here? Anyway. Oh, nobody's, nobody's captured you yet? Nope, nobody's captured me, so. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell anybody. <laughs> All right, I think that's it because um I, we didn't put any uh we didn't put any entertainment news in there because we went through our funky random thoughts <laughs> so let's do this we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna take a short break about three three and a half minutes and when we come back we're gonna be talking with soke greg woldridge so give us a call three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine ask him anything about his philosophies regarding the martial arts uh, self-defense, self-protection, executive protection, a.k.a. bodyguard work, um, anything. You know, give us a call, 347-677-0699. Don't go away, everyone. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. 
we learn from you every moment. If you use a certain word, which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children, and we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. this little Burbank building. This is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial arts. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T. Joe Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show? If you do... You can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamic dojo radio host at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. All righty, welcome back, everyone. This is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rashida and Robert. If you're just now tuning in, we're going to be talking with Soke Greg Woldridge. So give us a call to ask him any questions about martial arts, self-defense, executive protect, protection, and anything like that. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699, or you can hit us up on our show marquee's chat board. So you're not going to be able to get the chat board if you're listening to this straight from Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. You're actually going to have to physically go to the Dynamic Dojo Facebook, or sorry, to the, I don't know where I'm, I don't know where I'm at, Bob. They have to physically go to the Blog Talk Radio Show Marquee to use the chat board down below and uh, ask any questions there. All right, I'm going to turn the mic over to Bob here for a second. You know, and so he can verify this, there was a number of times, we, you and I talked about this last week, about the husbands and wives hating the martial arts boyfriends or, or uh, friends and uh, friends right. and, and how many divorces it would cost. So many times yep. did I start a conversation with my wife. I'll see you later, honey. I'm going over to Greg's. That happened a lot. So it's my dearest esteemed honor to uh, introduce police officer, executive protection specialist, uh, one hell of a martial artist that I've known for well over 20 years. He saw my son grow up before his eyes. My daughter, please help me welcome to the show, Master Soki Greg Woldrich. Good morning, brother. Good. Good morning. Good. Good. What's up? What's going on? Hey, 
good to hear from you, man. Right on. Guys, very much. Thank you very much. Right on. Nice to hear from you. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) I'm honored. I'm honored. Right on. Well, you know, since you know, since Bob's known you for the longest time, I'm gonna let Bob start off our conversation. So I do want to know at this point in your career, because since I've known you, it's gone through so many uh, renaissance phases. Not that that's a bad thing, actually. It's a very good thing. What do you hold in the future for yourself in your martial arts career? I mean, you've done copying, bodyguard. You were Manny Pacquiao's personal bodyguard at the, at the, uh, in his last fight. What's in store for you? You know, uh, I, I, I tend to live life one day at a time. Um, mm-hmm. I've been blessed to be a part of the martial arts family that has taught me to be many things. And uh, it's not an easy answer to, to your question. You know, uh, I've lived in a world where violence was a part of the game. Mm-hmm. And living with that violence was a part of the game. So you come to an age sometimes where things change and you're not the same person you were before. Uh, you can bodyguard the top people. You can cop in the roughest places. You can do the hardest things. But one day you look up and you're just not the same. And it's not what you want. So I'm, I'm a bit of a warrior amidst a, um, a world that I don't quite have a fit. I'm not sure if that has, if that makes any sense. Mm. Yeah. Well, it did actually, uh, well, but there is something I want to del- delve into. Uh, you and I have discussed this in length. In fact, you came up on the show last week. We were discussing about how martial arts causes divorce, and literally, I looked at my wife, and she said. Rusty wants to know how you've done it all over all these years with me going up to Greg's and here and there. And she looks me in the eye, Greg, and she says, stupidity. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Okay. What was the question with that? What, what's I the, said, uh, how did, I said, how did you do it through the years? How did you handle my lifestyle? Of, of, of Mars. He was, because he was asking, he was asking his wife this. Because I right. said, you know, wow, you know, Jenny's, you know, Jenny's one of those rare, uh, rare, you know, people that that understands Bob's passion and, you know, just says, hey, you know, I trust him. He's not going to go out and, like, do anything stupid. He wants to do his martial arts and he's got a passion for it and, you know, and she likes you. So, and I went, wow, she's one of the rare people. How does she do it? Because some other wives would be like, well, screw that. You know what I mean? And 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 Bob, she said. Stupidity. Listen, listen, I think it's pretty simple. You know, martial artists are pretty simple people. You know, we teach. We love our friends. We love our family. But we have a warrior voice that sometimes um, gets very convoluted. You know, mm. um, we tend to re- respond in a very um, alpha way sometimes. And um, people sometimes don't quite get that, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So, so the idea is just simple that we just live the daily life as a martial artist. We we train, we teach, we put in the work. And mm-hmm. um, you do the best you can to treat the people you love with love. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, hopefully people understand. But when you live in a war zone, if you live in a, in a life that you're using force, if you're living in a life where you're worried about force being used on you, you know, um, there's an impact. And I think that's the issue of the talk today, which is what is the impact of the martial arts? Um, mm-hmm. Not the sports exactly. side, not going to tournaments on the weekend, you know, right. not competing where there's a referee mm-hmm. and a corner who could throw a towel in and stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, for the true martial warrior, life happens in the now. Mm-hmm. And now, where there right. is nobody there but you. And if mm-hmm. you don't act properly, you might not survive. Mm-hmm. Or your loved one, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think there's an easy answer. You know, I've lived a lot of years sure. in this realm, like a lot of people. You know, people with Sita and Sifu Bob and me, all of us, we've all, we're no different than a whole ton of fucking masters out here. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. But you know, um, we share that reality that we are the ones that are expected to respond. Mm-hmm. We are the ones that are expected to handle what is unhandleable for most. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. comes with a price. That comes with a cost. Right. And I think that cost, that cost is the issue. That's never talked about. Right. How is how do we how do we share the cost mm-hmm. with those that we teach? Exactly. Those, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it really is what I think about how I feel about this environment. Is that mm-hmm. I was trained to fight, I was trained to handle, but nobody really trained me to handle the aftermath. Right. How do I how do I deal with my family after you do have, you put your hands on somebody? How do mm-hmm. you come home with your daughter who says, "Daddy, how was your day?" But she doesn't. Oh know yeah. She just had a very violent day. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you. And so, what do you say to her? Exactly. You know, you know, and when you wake up in the morning, and you're you're still where you were when you came home. Mm-hmm. And she asks you again, Daddy, you know, what do you say to her? So the idea is just simple, is that um, as martial artists, we need to know that there's a price for what we do. And right. How do we live, how do we live with the consequences of, of that action? It's not mm-hmm. easy, and I wish more people understood it, but most don't. Yeah, well, that's why that's why we're talking to you about this, because, you know, you know, if there's anyone out there that I know has seen the mean streets and has has experienced the mean streets as a police officer and as an executive protection specialist, you know, and as a martial artist, then it would be you. And we've all like been through certain levels of, you know, being in those 
moments. It doesn't have to be that somebody's like, you know, throwing a hatchet at my head or anything like that, but we've all been in certain levels of that that can cause a lot of stress, can cause a lot of internal strife that can unfortunately sometimes affect other people, the ones that we love, you know, like you said, you know, daddy, how was your day? How come daddy's acting funny today? And, you know, what do we tell that child? What do we tell our friends? What do we, you know, what do we tell our wives yeah. and our yeah, husbands well, you know and stuff like that? You know, Shanna, I'll say something is that, um, you know, we kind of live in a world that does not acknowledge uh, the price that comes with uh, the warrior way. You know, we mm-hmm. hear the term PTSD. Mm-hmm. Or post traumatic stress disorder, or BTSD, blast mm-hmm. traumatic stress disorder, or mm-hmm. issues that come with the warriors who kind of deal and have lived through certain issues. You know, mm-hmm. when you're when you're when you're um, immersed around the boys who you fight with, you live with, you you run and gun with. Mm-hmm. It's when you're separate from them that life gets tough. Right. Because. They're not there anymore. You know, mm-hmm. you're expected to deal with the everyday people making everyday decisions. But mm-hmm. your perspective is not quite the same as other people. Mm-hmm. So you're viewed as separate. You're viewed as aggressive. You're viewed as kind of out of skew. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's not always – and it's not, there's no easy answer, you know. Exactly. is what's important. We should be right. talking about this. You know, if mm-hmm. anybody said they had the answer to post-traumatic stress disorder, I, yeah, he's a he's a billionaire because nobody yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people you will know? talk about it, and people will like put out, uh, you know, here, try this for stress relief. It doesn't make what you had experienced necessarily you know, not have, yep. not be a part of you anymore, right? But, um, but I will say this, you know, Shiana, is that I think every person listening to the show, we mm-hmm. all have issues in life that have created post-traumatic issues, you know? Yes, mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what ties and binds every Marshall student together. Yes. Is that nobody, nobody owns the corner on the market. We've all mm-hmm. relatively have done our own thing in our own way. Mm-hmm. We all have um, our voice. Mm-hmm. And I think as a sensei or a shihan, it's our, it's our task to kind of help that student find their voice. Right. And we, share, and we share our experience with them to make that happen. We share. You know, and, yes, and, and it makes it personal. You know, it's, it's not... Uh, I'm better than you, or I'm tougher than you, or I'm smarter than you. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have a voice. Now, since days, we are in a position to just help people find their own path. Mm-hmm. But we have to exactly. do that with honesty. Yeah, you got to be blunt sometimes, but it's, it's the world we live in. That's for sure. Hey, Bob, hey, the board's starting to blow up here. You want to take some calls? Uh... Sure, who's <clears throat> let me switch over oh. to my window was on it is. Oh oh well actually he disappeared. Scott disappeared, <laughs> but we do have another one on. Okay. I don't know where one of your students actually was on, but he disappeared. Let's bring on this one. Oh, I bet I know who this is. 
Area code 909. You are live on the air with Dynamic Dojo with Sophie Greg Waldrich. Who is this? Area code 909. You're live on the air. Hey, who's on the line? He disappeared, too. Yeah. I'm thinking that was Tony. He, as soon as I said you're live, they went click. Yeah. You, you must be. You must, wow, you intimidate people even on the radio. Because a lot of people do assume when they first get into martial arts that it is just punch and kick, that, that all they have to learn is the techniques, right? And then they become a master. And, you know, uh, and yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's just so weird that, the, you know. But, you know, you know, uh, you know see, think about what you just said, and you're right on. Mm-hmm. They think that if they master the physical technique, that they become a master. And that's mm-hmm. how people think. But mastery, mm-hmm. is that really what it's about? I mean, what happens when you're going through a job loss? What happens if you're going through a divorce? What happens if you're going through a death of a child mm-hmm. or a loved one? 
What happened? Mm-hmm. This is what the martial arts are about. Right. I don't give a damn if you get a nice front kick. Mm-hmm. Really? Really? I mean, it's, it's, it's comical. It's, it's a comical reality. You know, the martial art is about when life is happening, can you respond? Mm-hmm. Or do exactly. you back here? Do you hesitate? Do you mm-hmm. fail to respond in a appropriate manner? Mm-hmm. The tech, you know, the technique is secondary to your emotional content, to your psycholo- to your psychology that allows you to uh, process what you're processing. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, there's no easy answer to this, but I can tell you this: having a prettier, shinier, faster kick is not the issue. We mm-hmm. need some MMA champion where you have a corner who can throw a towel in and stop the fight or a referee in the middle who stops you from getting killed, okay? mm-hmm. or a fighter in front of you who has gloves on, not a knife, not a gun, not a stick, or a, or a scenario where there's not three or four or five guys in front of you. Mm-hmm. The, the mm-hmm. world is not the MMA. The real world is not this thing of, of this competition. Mm-hmm. It's about somebody who's fighting cancer. And a, a mm-hmm. lifelong martial artist in dealing with cancer. Well, how do you use that martial art to heal yourself, or at least to process what you're going through? Right. Right. You have to get and away from the physical and start talking about the aspect of the spiritual, healing, intrinsic, powerful aspect of the martial arts that ties and binds all of us together. It mm-hmm. ties us to each other. It ties us to Mother Earth and 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 Mother Sky. It 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 it, it brings us into a a uh, connection that allows us to make the impossible happen. Mm-hmm. And that is the martial way, as far as I, my humble opinion, feel. Amen, amen. Because you know. I, I'm really glad that you, me, and Bob are talking about this. It, it needs to be talked about. And this is why we, we brought you on all these times, because this subject cannot be done in just one show, two shows, three shows. I mean, me and Bob want to bring you on for as many as we can to talk about this and to really get the subject out there. Because, you know, just the other day, it's okay, one of my friends um, who is an author, she's writing a book um, called uh, – the uh, martial arts woman. Her name's Andrea Harkins, and she has a blog that that talks about much of the same stuff that you do from a woman's perspective. The other day, she had posted something. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I said keep going. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and the other day, she had posted something about um, how she looked at. It was similar to what we were just talking about. How the martial arts training, the martial way allows her to look at life and how it, how it, how she can apply that to her life, you know, and I think it was jumping rope, you know, it was, she was, you know, training cardio and she was jumping rope and she realized, yeah, it can be anything. And she realized, Oh, Hey, you know, this, this training really applies to life. And of course, you know, there's gotta be one troll on on the comment thread there's always got to be one troll well anyway this one guy comes up and goes really 
you know, you really think that jump rope's going to help you in the daily life? I mean, you know, what kind of what kind of bullshit is this? You know, if you're not learning and and I don't know what he said, you know, that's that's bullshit. You know, I just because just because you think you're pretty, which you're not, you think everyone's going to listen to you and believe uh, everything you, know, but, you say. But, but, and I was like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> this is the guy. That's the type of individual I would love to have a discussion with. Okay. I know, right? Because, <laughs> but, but 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 it's not it's not bullshit. You gotta re, you gotta realize everybody comes to the topic from their own perspective, and some people don't have a lot of knowledge. They don't have a lot mm-hmm. of life experience mm-hmm. or a martial experience. So right. what happens is they like they watch TV, they watch movies. They watch and hear the, you know, the the, the legacies of old buy in to the to, to the bullshit. Okay, mm-hmm. those of us that train for a living, we understand that the martial way is a lifestyle. It's mm-hmm. not the end all. There is no answer to life. You know, we mm-hmm. do the best we can. We use the martial path to hopefully make us better people. Okay, and sometimes we fail. Sometimes we don't hit the mark. Many times we're not as good as we should be. Okay, but mm-hmm. the martial path tells us that we we still focus inward, not outward. We mm-hmm. focus on ourselves being better people, not in com- competition with others, but mm-hmm. us being in competition with ourselves. Right. Just don't, you know, people just don't, they really don't matter. And, you know, the, the sad issue is that many times people come through and they have so many preconceived ideas of what the martial arts should be. Mm-hmm. And, when it doesn't fit, and when it doesn't fit their preconceived idea, what happens is you get a lot of dysfunctional, negative input. Mm-hmm. Not that they mean it to be that way. They don't really know what they're talking about, and that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, apparently this guy you know, had no clue what he was talking This guy had no clue what he was talking about. And, yeah, and he well, got like, yeah, and, and then he got some other people. She countered with, you know, why she thought her particular perspective worked for her. And this guy, you know, just proceeded to go on and on about how it yeah, worked for Yeah, you know, anybody, you, know you, uh, you can't do wow. that. You know what, the next time you get that guy, give me a call. Let me talk to him, okay? You need <laughs> to get him. You know, I mean this, though. No, really, See, yeah. You, I mean, you need yeah. to ask him very specific questions. You need to ask him a couple questions to find out where he's at, okay? Right. You just don't let somebody willy-nilly run with wild questions where where I feel I'm in response to your question. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is what's funny about life. People will ask you a question as if you owe them an explanation. Yes. <laughs> I don't yes. owe you shit. I don't mm-hmm. owe you nothing. I don't have to answer shit. That's right. I will, I am going to take your question and give you the answer I believe that appropriate. Okay? Right. But I'm going to also task where that person comes from. I'm mm-hmm. going to task what background is supporting their question. Mm-hmm. And you will find very quickly they will shriek into the darkness because they don't mm-hmm. have a foundation. Mm-hmm. We should never mm-hmm. run from people who 
verbally disagree. We should mm-hmm. have a vocabulary in the martial arts that says, hey, I can handle whatever you need to handle. Ask right. me a question. We might not agree, but I can tell you this. I will give you a perspective that makes sense. Right. Exactly. You might not agree, but you can say, hey, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah. You know, so, exactly. you know, the idea is that senseis, we don't compete with people. We need to start mm-hmm. questioning where people come from. We need to start questioning the foundation of their issues. When they come with you with something stupid, I don't answer a stupid question. Mm-hmm. Never. I never let somebody else dictate a discussion. Right. I don't I don't have to answer anything. And I think that's something that sometimes we think we do have to do. We think yeah. we have to but we don't. You know, especially with people who have no background or understanding about the foundation of the martial arts. And I mean this. Think about where we are at two thousand fifteen. Comparative to in this country from nineteen fifty through 60s, through the 70s, through the 80s, through the 90s, up to where we are. You look mm-hmm. at a traditional perspective of the martial arts comparative to a progressive perspective yes. of the martial arts. Mm-hmm. Now, where do those two things come together? You know what? It's an interesting, it's a, it's a very complicated question. Is right. What is the tradition and the progression? And how do we as senseis express a duality of that that makes sense to the people around us. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great question. So okay. That's that's a wonderful question cuz you know, we me and Bob have wondered about that. That's been <laughs> one of our random thoughts from left field is that, you know, how do we take this traditional martial type of uh uh mindset, thinking, lifestyle and how do we apply it to now? You know, because even no, now, a lot of people think that, you know, the tradition, the, the traditional way is so, you know, convoluted and, and, and outdated. And you know what I mean? But, you know, it yeah. has its place. But so you know how what? do we explain that to them? You know, you know that's... People, you know what? You in particular, as talented as you are, I've been around the martial arts now for 42 years and... Uh, I've met very few people with your gift, your ability with oh. the wit, your ability oh. with the wit. Okay, <laughs> a weapon that very few people have ever had the time or chance to understand. You've always had this ability to take the intangible and make it tangible to others. You have your own voice amidst this crazy world around us. And you never let anybody else tell you who to be or how to be. It's the mm-hmm. one thing I think I love about you the most is that you are that master that truly has their own expression. And you oh, can well, talk thank you. and walk. Oh, I thank you. I'm embarrassed now. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. You know? but, that, but the point is, though, is people that we are all individuals amidst the worlds of others. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to find our voice. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, we can follow the voice of others. 
path of others, or we can start trying to express our own voice in our own way. Mm-hmm. Very few people seem to have the ability to do that, okay? Especially when it comes to life and death, when it comes to, uh, nowadays we live in a BJJ world. We live in a Krav Maga right. world. Everybody has the answer. There's always the best. Right. Mm-hmm. There is no best. There's no best. There's only individuals trying to live their lives and share what they have to share. Right. And hopefully they have something of a background that makes sense to the person they're giving it to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just want to be a good sensei. You know, I'm not the toughest guy in the world. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Matter of fact, a lot of people would tell you I'm the dumbest guy in the world. You know? What? But, yeah. Yeah, they do. I know. I know, honey, but yeah. Yeah. Warrior. Well, you, but, you know, so I have one better for you. I love Rusty because she got offered a senior discount before either one of us. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. You really went there, did you? Yeah, wow. I did. <laughs> Let me, I'll say this, though. Hey, listen, I, I feel that. But Rustita. Yes. Your ability with the whip. Let me, let me, this is a topic that, 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 that makes point here. Okay. The whip is something that most people do not understand. Most mm-hmm. martial artists never get a chance to understand what the whip is. You have a perspective of, of some things that are very unique and fresh and, and vibrant and very expressive. But you have your your view of it, and you have an ability to share that. I think that's mm-hmm. what we're kind of talking about: is all of us trying to find our voice, right? That says wherever you come from, whether you're mm-hmm. a combat warrior, whether you're a sports fighter, whether you're a, a weapons master, it, it just it doesn't matter. You do have to find uh, your expression to help the people that we need to help. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good way of putting it. That your your personal expression of how to bring up uh, how to Im- how to bring out your philosophies and live it, that kind of thing. And uh, that's a yeah. good way of putting it. I really love where this conversation's going. So Bob, why don't we go ahead and t- uh, what happened to area code nine oh nine? Area code nine oh nine. What did happen to nine oh nine? Nine oh nine. He left, came back, and left again. So who, who, Bob, who's 909? I think that was probably Sensei Tony. Oh, okay. Let me, uh, let me send him a quick message real quick. Cause Sensei Tony has some great perspectives also. Um, but while I'm sending him a message, I'm going to hand the mic over to Bob here real quick. <laughs> Sensei, yo, wait, Sensei Tony or Sensei Tony Collins? Hey, Tony. Is it, Bob, is it uh, Tony Collins or the other sensei, Tony? Bob? Bob. Oh, sorry, I muted myself. Darn it. Uh, It's the other sensei, Tony, in Big Bear. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So then I'm not going to text Tony Collins then. So call again, 
say Tony from Big Bear. Call again and hang on the line, man. Hang on the line. We'll, we'll get to you. But let me bring the mic over to Sifu Bob here. There you go. So, Soki, you've been through the mix. Uh, going from one police call to another, always amped up through your whole eight-hour or ten-hour shift. How did you get over some of that? How did you how did you leave and calm down enough to be able to move on with your life after a shift then? Wow, you know, now you're going to get real about the topic, huh? Yes. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I don't know if you that's – a, that's a tough question. I don't think there's an easy answer. You know, what you do is you take it one day at a time, but, you know, you got to remember, Sifu, I was – you know, I was not only was I copping, I was bodyguarding just as much as I was teaching martial arts just as much. It, it was I went one thing to the next. There was never a break, and that was my problem. Is uh, I never I never had a break where I, I learned how to process what was happening. You know, cops. Mm-hmm. Military, you know, military guys are different because they live with each other. You know, guys in the military, you know, they go on patrols, they come back to their family. They're held by their family. They're protected by their family. Go out in the war zone and come back to a cold family. They go back to a wife that says, hey, honey, how was your day? Now, you might have just seen a death or you may have beat somebody down if you had to or... You may have had to shoot somebody. It's different as a civilian warrior comparative Mm -hmm. to a uh, modern-day kind of uh, military warrior. Mm -hmm. You know, cops today have issues of hot to cold. They live in a cold world, and every day they go to work, they go into the hot world. So they Mm -hmm. have to hit the switch. They got to flip the switch every day. And what happens is some days the switch fails. You know, you lose the switch. You're just in an on position. You know, you walk in to your family after shooting somebody or after being in something very heavy, and your wife says, hey, honey, how was your day? And you just look at her and walk away. You don't say anything. This is the problem of the modern-day civilian warrior is that, that nobody wants to talk about. Right. This is why right. so many cops, so many cops eat a bullet. Mm-hmm. So many cops are dysfunctionally destroyed. So many warriors in the civilian world are are so distraught because what happens is they're expected to handle the war zone and then come home that next night to their kids and wife. Mm-hmm. Right. Go talk to any right. military guy you know. Go talk to a Navy SEAL and say, after your patrol, how'd your wife feel about it? He doesn't mm-hmm. know because he's not with his wife. He's with mm-hmm. his guy. A great, right. great buddy of mine made a comment to me. He said, you know, you live in a hot, cold world. As a mm-hmm. bodyguard and as a police officer, 
you live hot and cold where you go into the war zone, and when the shift is done, you go back to your family. Mm-hmm. And your family doesn't understand what you're going through. So mm-hmm. what do you say to them? Unfortunately, we typically say nothing to them. Mm-hmm. We just go, hey, honey, it was a good day, tired, I'm going to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. We exclude. <clears throat> we don't involve. Mm-hmm. Now, some do. I know plenty of cops, plenty, plenty of bodyguards who, who do include. Unfortunately mm-hmm. for me, I was not one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through some things that I just couldn't include. So I mm-hmm. shut everybody off. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to say, hey, Greg, you know, why are you this way? Well, I didn't know mm-hmm. why I was that way. I was choking so much down. Let me tell you, you I know what shootings are. I understand what the reality of life and death is. Mm-hmm. And I also know what the reality of not being able to talk to anybody about it means. Mm-hmm. And now at 51, there are a couple of people that have truly saved my ass. Mm-hmm. Dan Heck, Hanshi Dan Heck, the CEO of the Masters Hall of Fame, is one of them. And there's a, a litany of others who I've called at 3 in the morning, not in a good place. Mm-hmm. And talk me down. This light is dark. This on to off reality is something that we need to be dealing with, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's not about what's right or wrong. It's just about what that person experienced and their ability or inability to process it, to deal right. with it, to understand mm-hmm. it. Um, we can't sometimes do it alone. Right. We can't. Sometimes we need help. And... Mm-hmm. uh Thank God I had the right friends to help me, as I have helped others. Okay. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure what the answer to to that topic is, but at least that's my humble perspective from my side. Mhm. So you were talking um, a little bit about how uh, about how sometimes those people that live in that hot and cold on and off world, how it helps to have other people that understand what you're going through, how it helps to talk to those kind of people. Um, So would you, would both of you actually, you know, would it suffice to say that, you know, that's why we as martial artists tend to hang out with martial artists or, you know, policemen tend to hang out with policemen because, you know, I had a a friend of mine, I have very few friends outside of the martial arts. I think I have two other than my family, but you know, they're family, right? I have two friends that are not martial artists. All of the hundreds of people that I know, they're all martial artists. And and one of them actually asked me once, so do you have any, do you know anyone that's not a martial artist? And I thought and I went, you know, actually no, because this is what I do. You know, yeah. this is what I do. And if I if I ever get married, chances are it's going to be to a martial artist because this is what I do. This is who I see. This is who I'm talking to every single day. And it's true. It's like what you said earlier. A lot of people just don't understand that lifestyle. Like, you know, I work at a regular job as a PE teacher at a um, at a private school. And while the kids, 
you know, can, can, uh, you know, relate to me. Um, a lot of the, a very few staff can, you know, it's like I can talk to them, but it's all like, you know, small talk and stuff like that, but they really don't, you know, I've, I feel that they don't understand where I'm coming from with what I'm trying to teach the kids. They see the results in the schoolwork, how it's helping improve their schoolwork, but they don't really see the emotional um, changes right. that I'm seeing yeah. in the kids. They're not, you know, they're not seeing the, the, the difference in how they relate to, to other, other kids uh, because of the martial way. And it's like, I don't know where, you know, this is why I hang out with martial artists. They understand. But people, but you, know. people you, bring up a, you bring up a very good topic is mm. how do we impact people? Exactly. How do we truly impact people? Now, there's a surface impact and there's a subsurface impact. Okay? Yeah. There is mm-hmm. the uh, tangible and there's the soul. How mm-hmm. do we reach the soul of everybody? Okay? Whether you're teaching kindergarten students, whether you're teaching high school students, whether you're teaching martial arts, it, it really just doesn't matter. Okay? Right. The idea is how do we find that commonality that that intrinsically links us to where they are? Mm-hmm. And now we lay over that what we're trying to share. Mm-hmm. We have to connect. Exactly. Without connection, you just don't have it. Yes. You, know? you just don't have it. Mm-hmm. So the topic isn't the issue. The connection right. is the issue. Exactly. As martial artists, artists, that is what we do. We -hmm. make a point to to help everybody be better people. We help Mm -hmm. them deal with the pain, the issues of their personal life. And as a result, they end up learning how to defend themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, the defense is just a secondary issue. Mm-hmm. The goal exactly. was not to teach them to fight. The goal was to teach them to, to or to share with them how to be better people, mm-hmm. be happier with themselves, to be more content with their daily life, okay? Mm-hmm. How to share something of themselves to the people around them. Mm-hmm. And when it's time to to physically handle somebody, that's easy. Really, I mean, the simplest thing in the world is dominating another person physically. Mm-hmm. It really is that easy. So the martial way has to be about other things. It has to be about the art of it. It has to be about painting and singing and dancing and, yep. and music. It has to be about all these other things. Exactly. You know, just, yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I'm not sure if this topic where we went was exactly what the topic was meant to be. You know, but right. Well, I mean, way, we are talking it, about we are talking about the impact of martial arts, not necessarily only how it impacts us as the practitioner, but also how it affects other people. And uh, and um, and the, this actually brings up another question. Speaking about the impact of other people, um. Yeah, the Bob and and Soke, do you, do you guys feel that you know that some people in our lifestyle can actually be a little bit too overbearing and in, in trying to 
uh, I guess, not convert, but like convert others question. to our, our lifestyle? Wow. Great question. Hey, Sifu, Bob, what's your view? Ah. I'm sorry, what, sir? Yeah, no, hold on. I, I have an opinion about this. You know, ah. Rosita, I think that, mm-hmm. uh, I think that, uh, Sometimes our egos get in the way. Mm-hmm. We get caught up in what we think we believe is the right way to do things. Mm-hmm. And we jam it down everybody's throat. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, we don't, I think many instructors forget one, one truth. We don't, <clears throat> we do not make people adapt to our art. Mm-hmm. We adapt our art to them. Yes, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the issue is really understanding that it's about being responsive to the, to the suit, being mm-hmm. ready to help that individual, whether in a wheelchair, they have cancer. Everybody has a different fight. Mm-hmm. But we, but we take the martial arts and we give it to to their needs, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what we do. Mhm. Definitely. At least that's my thought. Yeah. What about you, Bob? What do you think? Do you think that sometimes some martial artists will tend to jam the martial lifestyle and uh, onto other people? Because like you know, sometimes you know, like in the past, you know, and I know you've met a few too. Um, that some people will think that well, if you're not in the martial way, then you're lost. You know, it almost sounds like a you know, with some people, it almost sounds like a religion, right? If you're not doing this, you are lost. If you're not doing that. You're, you know, you're not normal. We are separate. It's, it's, it becomes us versus them in, in, in a sense, and we're trying to get them to join us. Have, have you met? I know you've met people like that, but what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that some people actually try to jam the martial lifestyle down other people's throats, almost like religion? Well, you aren't gonna like my. Well, you, you'll know, and I think Tokyo will understand my answer. There are a mm-hmm. lot of people that will not like my answer because I speak my mind. The people involved in the true martial way, like Soki, will never jam their lifestyle down their down your throat unless, and I'll, I'll suffix that by saying, unless you ask them specific questions like we are to Soki. Exactly. You, does that make sense? It does. It does. I'm not, it does. I'm not talking to a straight practitioner. I'm talking about like that guy who tried to ruin my reputation and no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Hold on. The goal of, of jamming, the whole idea of the definition of jamming something down somebody's throat, we don't jam, okay? Mm-hmm. We offer hey. views, and people can choose to accept it or reject it. It's up to them. Right, I'm not right. going to argue with you and fight you about it. I'm just, right. I'm, I will offer you an opinion, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's up to you to choose whether you can take a part of it all of it, some of it, you know, it's, it's not that that big of an issue. You know, the, you know, when you get caught up with sharing something where you expect people to agree with you, and if you don't mm-hmm. agree with me, then there's a problem. Right. Well, that's, that's, that's stupidity. Yeah. Because we all have our own opinion. We have to give mm-hmm. people the right to be who they are. Exactly. We have to give people the right to express their view in their way. Mm-hmm. Even if 
I, even if that student is my is one of my main guys, and I disagree in everything else he believes in, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because my job is to let him or her be themselves, whether they agree with me or not. Mm-hmm. My job is simple, to give them what they need separate of my opinion. Mm-hmm. My opinion is separate of what I need to do as a teacher. That's just, it's just how I feel about it. The mm-hmm. student comes first. Their exactly. Come first. They, and they have, a, they have the right to choose for themselves. Yes. I may not agree with them, but, I, but I'm going to give them the right to be who they are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I like the way that you put that because, you know, some uh, some people will, you know, approach a, a martial arts instructor and not necessarily make demands, but they're they're so sure they know what they what they you know what they should be studying. They they're so sure that you know what I mean. Let me ask you a question. If you were if, if you were going to build a house, mm-hmm. and you've never built a house before, mm-hmm. you would get a good contractor that would guide you along the way, right? Exactly. So are you going to tell that contractor what he should do and how the house should be built when you don't know anything about building a house? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, that's a beautiful way of putting that. So, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in my memory bank. So that's a perfect way of putting it because a lot of, a lot of people don't see it that way. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people look at it like, well, I paid you $300. Therefore you owe me teaching me what I want, but you've always said this, you know, we teach the students what that individual needs, not necessarily what they want. If they match great, but what they need comes first. Right. And you've said that so many times and boy, and I've, I've passed that on because, you know, when I get people that teach me this, it's like, um, well, you can't learn this unless you <laughs> learn that. You have to yeah, trust yeah, me absolutely. on this. And, and they don't like it. They don't like it. It's like, you know, little kids that don't want to listen to mom and pop and stuff like that. And, you know, the only thing you can that we can really hope for as teachers is to hope that that student grows up, quote, unquote, and realizes when they themselves become a parent, oh, wow. Now my kids being kind of weird like that. Oh wow, Dad was right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right? But you know, <laughs> go ahead, Sifu Bob. What are you gonna say? Oh no, I was I was I was being charming. Go ahead, Zoki. Whatever, whatever you like. I, I, I'll, I'll say in. this. Uh, I'll say this, uh, Sifu and Sifu mm-hmm. Bob is that is that what we do is we share. We don't teach, okay? Right. We give, right. we give from the heart, and we exactly. give from our experiences. And hopefully, you've had some, you've had uh, enough in life. Yeah, you've, you've had enough in life that will make sense to others. So mm-hmm. you know, there is no answer or right or wrong. People, that's a problem in the martial arts. People expect right or wrong. They want to know right. what the what the right. best way is what the truth is, what is mm-hmm. the right way. 
But there is no right way or best way. There's only the personal way. Mm-hmm. Your personal way. What works for you. Okay? Right. And as a sensei, we have 100 students all asking of us the same thing. Mm-hmm. So we have to have the ability to deal individually and at the same time deal with the group. Exactly. Exactly. And that is where the true mastery shows itself. Because mm-hmm. that is hard. That is hard to, to, to teach a group Very but to hard. also address each person each person's needs individually because you know that there's a reason I'm, I'm talking to the like the listeners now there's a reason why martial arts instructors need <clears throat> prep time just like you know teachers in elementary schools middle schools high schools colleges how they need prep time we need that prep time too because it changes with every class who's coming to class today oh johnny and timmy and kathy and mary are coming today and then the next day you know, little, you know, Richard is coming. Oh, that changes it now. And now I got to ch- change it up. And it's hard because we have to take into consideration everyone that's in there from all body types to learning styles to abilities. And, you know, and uh, this is kind of like a, this is kind of off topic, but kind of on topic because of stereotypes that people have about us as martial artists, as teachers, and uh, as practitioners of the martial way, you know, a lot of people tend to look at the martial arts as more of a hobby or like a uh, after-school program or a, you know, a, 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 a side thing, which it could be. But for the people that take it seriously and make it a part of their lifestyle, it's not just a hobby or an after-school thing, <laughs> you know. Right. Go ahead, people, Bob. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, well, we got to bring this guy on this time. We have to. Yeah. 909 has officially called back. Now, yes, let me punch. I know. He keeps vanishing. Let me bring okay. him on. Area code 909. You're live on the air with Sifu uh, Bob, Sifu Rousey, and Soki Gray. Who are we speaking with? And Tony. Hey, I Tony. told you, Rousey. I know. <laughs> Kept dropping out. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was your uh, your uh, uh, phone reception there. We're glad we actually. Yeah. Connected. No, it dro- dropped a few times. Yeah. <laughs> but, glad um, to have you on. No, I, yeah, I love hearing it. I thought you guys, ha- uh, Soki was going to be on. What's up, Soki? Hey, what's up, my brother? How you doing? I miss you, man. <laughs> I know I miss you too. Hey, you know I want to tell a little story about uh, my student Nicholas. You know, because all we were talking about, you know, it's like because. You know, he's never been in a fight in his life. You know, we've talked about this before. How do you – I like to keep it real as much as uh, uh, I try to, as much as Soki. Because mm-hmm. uh, our experience is like we've had real experiences. And, yeah. um, you know, him a lot more than myself, especially on the policing side and whatnot. But um, on the civilian side, uh, I've been in too many fights, you know, <laughs> or situations, <laughs> whatever, you know, <laughs> to, to brag about or anything. But, you know, Nicholas, never been in this fight in his life. He's a French guy. He's a scientist, solar observer up here. You know, he's been away for – he tore his ACL on the green belt, on his green belt test, kept going, and finished. And um, then he, he tore the other knee's ACL while he was repairing the other one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, and so 
power. Oh, yeah, so he, he repaired the other one now, and he comes back. Yeah, ninja training going on or what, man? What's going on? Ninja training. He says, uh, you know, he he took me out, taking me out to lunch last week. He wanted to get together, and I knew this day was going to happen. I just didn't know when. And it's been about, it's been a while, a year and a half since he got his green belt. And uh, and so he's um he's contemplating why he's feeling so guilty of not coming back earlier to Kim's window. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you know? and it's like, and I just like you. Uh, you nailed it, man. You nailed it. That's why we do this. It's like, you know, just they learn and teach. And I love how Silky always. I, I just, I can't stand. I've done other stuff with other guys, and they're good and everything, but they don't have the intensity that I want or need or challenge me. You know what I mean? And you, certain guys like Silky. Silky knows how to challenge me. Some guys don't know how to do that. And you know, maybe it's just. But you uh, know what? It, it, but, it, but you know what? It looks insane. The truth is, I'm not challenging you. I'm forcing. I'm, I'm putting you in front of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it, it's an easy um, place for me to be as a she hunt. Okay. All I need to do is put you in front of the mirror. Okay. In front of that, that mirror where you look at yourself. If I can do that, I'm doing my job. You know, Silky, you said that is the whole premise of my, my fitness business, Raw Fitness. As a personal trainer, it's raw. You've got to get raw to the bone with you, look honestly at yourself, accept your past and your, your you know, all your regrets and whatever, and, and handle yourself. Look at yourself as a past and move on and better yourself. And, and I preach this all the time about, you know, just just, uh, just look at yourself uh, in a more honest way, you know, so you don't go crazy. <laughs> but uh, that's, how you, that's how you approach fitness, because I approach fitness, I teach everybody about my whole philosophy about how, you know, nothing over overly done too much is good, man. You got to have, you got to have this balance, and uh, I know you guys always, always, um, you know, about the practical use. So I, I always talk about, well, we're in this for what's the fundamental reason why this was invented? Well, it was invented to kill or defend. <laughs> Let's just face mm-hmm. it. But what you get from it, all that, you face the violence within yourself from the past, from now, the future, whatever, and you kind of get this grasp of the peace within yourself. And then you can you can express that, you know, through when you're teaching too. And that's that's the beautiful thing about teaching. That's what makes it addicting, actually, is teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sucks when you don't have a big class, but, you know, it happens. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but, by, but by the way, Sensei, you are teaching the way the arts have always been taught. Two, three, four people at a time, man. Yep, yep. How it is. Yeah. How it is. No, it's more intimate, I got to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, one at a time, that works. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But no, I just wanted to you know reiterate on Nicholas and then how you know you've always kept it real, Silky. I think that's what what really gets uh, uh, separates you as a as a sensei and as a master yourself uh, from other people I've worked with that were awesome. It's just different, it's just a uh, different level, a uh, different connection um, to round it off to help people. See, I I kind of understand what it is to have no problem jumping in a second, honestly. I got the mindset, I got the tenacity, yeah, the we, temper. It, it, it but, don't, it but, don't. but, 
but I but I've been trapped. You know, you know where yeah, anybody can be trapped. Yeah, anybody can anybody can be trapped though. It's like like I've been there, mm-hmm. and it's like you can be badass, but you can get all of a sudden, you know, surrounded real quick. And what up? <laughs> you know what right. do you do? You yeah. know, and so and and you, you're gonna have to fight. Yeah. Even though you know you're done, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and so that's that mentality of you know you can't. Uh, I express it to Nicholas, and this guy has changed. Like it's not he like he's going out and getting in fights now, but the confidence in how he says, "Man, I use it at work. I do it this. I do," you know. <laughs> it's just uh, you hear these things. That, it's really cool because we were talking about the old Chinese um, kung fu uh, movies where you have guys doing dishes and they're practicing their martial arts doing the dishes and throwing right. at each other. And <laughs> right. <laughs> love that shit, man. love it. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's hey, awesome. And, you know, you bring soon, up a great uh, point. Uh-huh. What's that, Tony? What's that? I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be down soon, Soki, in about a couple weeks. You know, you're up to the next rank now, so... You're ready. Yeah, is that seventh degree or something? Oh, jeez, <laughs> Tony. Oh, I got pink belt ready for you, man. <laughs> I'll work for it. <laughs> now you bring up a great point, Sensei Tony, and that's the that's the capability of a teacher connecting. Now you know, um, and we were we had touched on this. Um, a few times already today, but, you know, it's, it's interesting that we keep bringing it up because, you know, you know, as teachers or as martial artists, not just teachers, but as martial artists, you know, we've gone through, you know, we've gone through the ringer, we've, you know, paid our dues in the dojo or the dojang or the gun or wherever, you know, we've been through pain, we've broke things, we've, you know, dislocated things. We haven't, you know, we've been through these experiences to be able to teach others and, you know, there's that important thing, no matter what, that we have to connect with each student in order to impart and share those experiences so that students can find their way, their own way, right? And, you know, and like you said, you know, every every teacher has their own way of sharing, and they're all good. But when you find that teacher that you really resonate with, you know, it, it it's a it, – I think it's a difference between – you know, light and day, you know, or light and day, that's the same thing, you know, uh, day and night, uh, in that, you know, when you really resonate, uh, you know, the, the energy is just that, and you get to understand each other, and I think that is so important for a teacher to be able to connect on a personal, you know, level within that training to be able to impart those things, you know, I mean, wouldn't you guys agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, Soki, so you know, made it easy, and Scott, uh, since it's Scott making it easy for us uh, coming up in the ranks to be teachers later on, you know, to lay it down. We have the fundamentals. We we have a very good, um, you know, protocol. Every, everything's laid out solid, and so it's very easy to become a teacher later, um, mm-hmm. you know, when you have that connection. It was almost an instant connection, but to me, like having – you know, you have trust issues. You just want to wait and see, kind of thing. So, and as right. I get to know Sophie and Sensei Scott and Patrick and everybody, it's like, man, these guys are solid, and then bring it in all different ways, and and you gather it all up, and and um, you know, and uh, it's just uh, that connection. You just hope that you can get that connection with 
you kind of feel pressured, I think, uh, to get that connection with students, and you can't make it happen. You know, it's just mm-hmm. you're have a, you know, which um, most of the time it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, and, th- yeah. and those are the students that, you know, end up being, the, those are the students that, you know, don't seek a connection or, or whatever, or the teachers that don't make a connection. Those are the students that actually turn out to be the hobbyists. You know that we, you know that I've that I've noticed is that they turn out to be the hobbyists or the people that kind of dabble in it, that kind yes. of thing. Yes, but right. that's the thing. Every, I think uh, people yeah. take breaks sometimes. I think people take breaks. Uh, I, you know, they get away, they step back, and they either stay back and stay away, um, mm-hmm. or dabble or come back serious. You know, it's like yeah. they, they're rejuvenated. Uh, they say, you know, I'm missing something. And that's what mm-hmm. my student Nicholas is just going last week, and when he took me to lunch, he said, and I couldn't figure it out for the longest time. I'm feeling guilty. I'm like, <laughs> <He's> like <laughs> should be giving, you know, you guys say, give me so much. Like, he feels like we've given him so much when all it's been just is like Sogi will say, we're just guiding you, giving you the tools, and it's up to you to develop into what you are as an artist and, and how, how you take all this flavor in and develop your own flavor in yourself, you know, uh, what works right. for you. and. and and that's it's just awesome to see that you know that's where it, it sucks when you don't have a, a regular big class and I don't mean big class like to a lot of people I mean, even four or five sometimes I got one student you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey you, you're there for that one student hey, but, hey, hold on, exactly hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on sometimes the one student is all it's about yes sir the one student the one hold on the one student what it is all about. And that mm-hmm. that that is the issue. So Yeah. Yeah, I remember exactly. you, you always, always say it's all about the white belt. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Tony, you know, I've I've seen you come such a long way and I forget what test it was at. Where Silky Greg, and this is the first time this has ever happened, and then in my presence, Silky looked at you and said, "Tony, do you want to quit?" And you looked back at him and said, "Yes, sir." <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, the look on my face was like, "Are you kidding me?" I want to slap you myself. <laughs> well, you know, well, I mean, you know, there comes that point, though. I mean, you know, where you—you—that's you where you find a, out a tor- exactly. A torn hamstring. I was like, "Oh, you want to do it? Uh, you want to stop right now and do it?" Give me an option, actually. You want to stop right now? You can test again. I'm like, test again. Oh my god! Like, test again? <laughs> it's like, oh my god! It's like, but man, I, I I tore that hamstring, you know, like uh, about two weeks prior. And then, uh, oh, was yeah, that when you fell yeah. off the, when you slipped off the pole? Yeah, but then I reaggravated it training in Tanks Rondo and just whatever, you know, it is what it is. And it's like, you know, it's just a mentality. That was a moment of clarity yeah. for me, uh, you know, and it was awesome. Uh, because I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there comes that point. Yeah, there comes that, that point sometimes where you actually realize where your limit is and then you go past it right you just go oh, here here it is here's my limit today and but that uh, was the beauty though it taught me to go i i've trained a lot and passed my comfort zone and fought and muay thai tournaments and stuff like that wrestling mm-hmm. football i've done it all like that you know right. right he told he Soki told me in the beginning <laughs> you can hold on to that muscle all you want i'm gonna break it down today you know it's gonna happen <laughs> I don't care how long it takes. 
right. is going to happen. And right. so that was uh, immediately like I knew, okay, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that is a security. It is a security for me. I do, I have a lot of physical ability, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, and I rely on it definitely. And so that taught me to go out of my comfort zone in a different way which I always preach about when people are training physically, like uh, I trained this uh, heavy, light, heavily boxer. You know, he already knows to push it past the comfort zone. I got to get him to push it more without injuring him, you know? Right, right. That's and the trick. stuff like That's that. You, you, you got to get people to get comfortable with going out of their comfortable zone. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. right. That's- that's that's the trick. That's because uh, that that's a trick. Cause it's, I'm still trying to figure that out. Cause too many people are puking and pulling stuff and breaking stuff, and it's like, oh, well, I gotta, I gotta yeah. figure that out. <laughs> well, we've only got about like uh, five minutes left to our show, so I just kind of want to get your guys' take on just one question. Since we're talking right now about the students, right? Um, what what would you tell? What I, I guess. I want to say what advice, because, you know, we could we could just, like, make a whole new show about this. But in, like, one minute or less, you know, what's one thing you would tell a student who is interested in pursuing the Marshall Way in a serious fashion? What's one, th- what's one piece of advice that you would I'll give, give them? One, Ready? Give, Ready, set, go. It's okay. Yes. I would say this. Be a empty cup. Yes, Listen sir. to yes. the and let it go. Be in the moment. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And soak it, soak it, took, soak it, took it from me. That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> totally. what's, another, what's another piece there, Sensei Tony? What, what else would you think? You know, um, I, I think it might be a question. Why? Why do you want to join? Oh, you know, that's why? a good one. Yeah, um, absolutely. I just want to, you know, I remember uh, I used to be discriminatory about, I mean, this fucker ain't serious about uh, yeah. martial arts, man. It's like, you know, why am I going to waste my time? Uh, right. You know, whether it's rolling with them even or they're scheduling times to, to do stuff to train you, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, you look at why. Why, why, why do, you, do you want to do it because you want to be fancy kicker? You want to do some fancy moves? You want to do jujitsu, you know? Um, a lot of times now, it's, I want to be BJJ, I want to learn how to, okay, whatever. You know, I want to be a cage fighter, you know, or right. dime a dozen. But why? Why do you want That's really what I would come down to. If it wasn't about being an empty cup, it would be that. Why do you want to mm-hmm. do martial arts? Exactly. You know. Bob, what about you? Well, they, they, took, they both took my answers because he's right. He's like, empty your cup no matter what you've been training in before. Empty your cup. You're training with us now. Tony's is great. Uh, why are you? Why are you? Uh, why do you want to train? Are you being bullied? Do you want to get physical? Uh, do you want to become a pro fighter? All these things come in, come into effect, and I agree with both of them. Mm-hmm. Was that a cop out? Yes. No. <laughs> no. No. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that I mean, that that's that that's the one thing that I would ask too. Not, but not necessarily why, because. You know, like I teach a lot of kids and kids come in because they see cool crap on TV like Samurai Shampoo or Ninja Turtles or whatever, right? So I don't really ask them why. I ask them, where do you want to be? Where do you want to be? Do you want to be a master someday? And if they say yes, 
that's all I need to hear because at least they know they want to get good at something. And then when they want to start to like quit or whine or complain, I remind them, Hey, you said you wanted to be a black belt. Is this a black belt attitude? And then they straighten up real quick and they go, no, ma'am. Well then get to it, buddy. And you know, because it, 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 to me, it really doesn't matter why they want to learn at that point. What For a kid, what matters is that they want to get good at something because they don't know what the martial way is yet. They don't, that's right. what we're there for. That's what we're there for. They don't know what they're looking for yet. They just saw some cool shit on TV, right? <clears throat> so it's up to us to educate them, to nurture them, and to allow them to pursue that, uh, you know, in a way that's, that's cap- that we make capable for them. Um, and I think all of us have said the same thing. And, and, you know, and I, I, this is why I love having all three of you guys on the same call is because, you know, you, you all have like great insights on these, uh, on these subjects. And we need to have another show on this because we're talking about the impact on how it has on people um, uh, later on, I'd like to get all three of you guys on again, and let's talk about let's you know since we're talking about kids, you know how early can we start kids in this kind of education? Do we actually teach them about this, or do we let them you know just you know do their yeah. own thing or what? You know because you know anyway, let, I think we should like all get together again in another month or so, revisit the subject because like you said, so okay, Greg. This is a subject yeah. that that one show cannot cover. We, you know, no and we don't ever yeah. talk about. We don't ever talk about this. I've never heard of any other martial arts show that has ever talked about the the, the internal and external impact on martial arts. Because, like, like I said earlier, too many people look at the external part. Too many people look at the technique. Too many people have the 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 stereotypes of what martial arts is or practitioners come into the martial arts with a fantasy world that they want to, that they think is going on, you know, and, and, and then the reality hits and they go, Oh crap, this isn't what I, I didn't sign up for this shit. I quit. So, you know, let's get together another month. Let's talk about this because I, I, you know, definitely let's keep this conversation going. But um, any last comments from you there, Sifu Bob? Because we gotta we gotta sign off there, buddy. No, I think it was a wonderful show. We got a lot of good information. Thank you, Silky Greg. Thank you, Tony, for calling in. Uh, it was a wonderful time. By a hat, by all. Yep, always when when you yep. guys are calling in. Right on. Well, thank you, Soke. Thank you, Sensei Tony. Uh-huh. Thank you so uh-huh. much, Bob. Happy birthday week to Bob. Thank you all. We will see every. Well, we won't see everyone next week because I'll be I'll be busy. But uh, keep your eyes peeled on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page for the next subject or guest on Dynamic Dojo. We'll see you until the next time. Bye bye now.